Hello, and welcome to the Glory Podcast with Julia Walda. I am your host, Julia Walda, and I am so glad that you are joining in with me today, whether you are someone who is living an abundant, free life where you feel like you have good mental health and you feel like you have a grasp on things, or maybe you're someone that's struggling and you have anxiety or depression and you feel like life is closing in on you, and maybe you're someone where it's hard for you to even shower in the morning or get up or do um, just simple tasks in your day. Wherever you're at in your mental health journey, I just want to thank you for joining and let you know that there is something for everyone. I myself have been on my own mental health journey where only a few years ago I was struggling with anxiety and uh, this weird like glooming cloud that just kind of lived over me and made life really overwhelming and there was so much I didn't understand about it and the anxiety was so strong at that time Um, but now a few years later after learning some amazing tools on good and healthy thinking and changing some belief systems and removing fear I am now living mentally free so let that be an encouragement for you that you also can experience that mental freedom and have your own transformation where even though right now you might be in the thick of it as someone who was in that place a few years ago like let me show you the way out of this and like dear friend there is another day coming there is a future there is a hope this is not the end of the story and I know a bunch of people that have experienced their own freedom journey as well that are on the other side of it and although they had that pain and that trauma and that turmoil or that depression or anxiety they're now living on the other side of that free from those things as well so there's a community of us there is a people that are experiencing a healthy um, mind renewal and that is why i have done this so that that community can grow and i'm hoping that over the season of this podcast you would be able to um, kind of give feedback to me on your own journey and your own successes in what i can hopefully teach you and in power you with and even if I can just inspire you like let's say all I am to you is a happy voice with happy thoughts (laughs) and encouraging words that you can listen to whenever you need to to just like brighten your day that's good enough for me I'm thankful for that I love that I can even be a piece of your journey and that you would even respect what I have to say enough to listen in so thank you for being a listener and hopefully being a consistent listener um, and subscribe and following along for future podcasts because you do not want to miss the powerful truths and renewing of the mind that you can have as we do this together. So let's start off by unpacking the renewing of the mind. Like, Julia, what do you mean by renewing the mind? Well, let me tell you, the renewing of the mind is the process of taking one belief system or thought and changing it slash exchanging it with a new belief system slash a new thought that is actually true and life-giving and serves you and doesn't harm you. So this is applicable to every single aspect of your life. We have belief systems on everything. Basically, every interaction we have with the world is based on some form of belief. They're these like 
foundational beliefs of who we are that define every thought. And so if our beliefs, like foundational beliefs, are um, rooted in the wrong things and are defined by the wrong experiences and the wrong circumstance and the wrong opinions, then all of our thoughts that come out of those foundational beliefs are also going to be messed up. So for example, if your foundational belief of who you are is that you are a piece of junk um, because of all different reasons, right? It's like multidimensional. Maybe you were abused as a kid, maybe you were rejected, maybe you were cheated on, maybe um, you were bullied a lot. All of these things have formed this foundational belief that you are convinced you are junk. And maybe you've never even been aware that you fully think that, but every thought you have about yourself is formed out of that base belief that you're junk. So every time you look in the mirror, you want to see that you're beautiful or attractive, but deep down you still believe you're junk, so you can't fully think that way you'll think oh I'm beautiful but or you'll see more of your flaws than your beauty or you'll see um, where you're struggling versus where you're succeeding because you just see yourself let's say as a failure it's interesting right you you might have something really good happen in your life and someone might encourage you and speak positive words over you yet for whatever reason you don't believe them you don't think that what they're saying is true and then you just go on thinking like all these negative things about yourself well why did you do that because deep down you you might believe that you're junk or that you're not lovable or that you are a failure or whatever, you know? If you deep down believe that at the base of who you are is something deeply negative like that, you will never find freedom in your mind because you are convinced um, of this negative self-view. And so I'm here to help you unpack that, to really go deep and say, are there things I'm believing about myself based on my life experience and maybe what other people have said that have made me define myself um, incorrectly? That is the reason I have anxiety? Like, have you wondered that maybe the reason you have anxiety is because you have a deep fear of failure? And maybe that deep fear of failure started showing itself in your workplace, started showing itself in your friendships, started showing yourself in um, your sports, like, right? Trying to achieve things, but deep down you had a fear that you were a failure because maybe someone had told you you were a failure and then every time you tried something or wanted to do something, there are these thoughts that came up that said, you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail. But now you're so accustomed to the feeling that these thoughts have created and so accustomed to thinking this way that it's, it's blanketed itself as anxiety and you didn't even realize it might just be fear. You know, and because um, my mother-in-law taught me that your thoughts actually have a chemical makeup in how you, um, how you are on the inside. So if you think a certain way um, and it's positive and it's good, that can have a positive chemical effect on your brain. But if you think negatively, you're actually having that negative chemical effect on your brain. And so when they try and give you medication to even out that chemical imbalance or that hormone imbalance or whatever it is inside of you that, that's imbalanced that they're trying to fix with the medication, I'm not gonna lie, I don't fully understand medication. so. 
I just want to preface that like this is from limited knowledge but just again something to suggest to you when all we do is try to um, medicate it but never actually deal with the belief system even when you're medicated that belief system's still there that fear is still there that rejection still there and and if we don't change that we won't overcome it and we'll always have anxiety and eventually we're just going to need more medication and so that's why i am here i want to show you that there is a way to overcome anxiety and depression and um, all the traumas from your past or the things that have defined you that really are not true because here's the deal anything that you are using to define yourself if it's based on your past experiences other people's opinions then you are going to be tossed back and forth all the time by a, a slew of negative thoughts and negative beliefs because all of those things are going to affirm um, likely a negative belief system about yourself but the truth is that there is a defining factor to who you are that cannot be affected by anyone or anything or any circumstance and that truth and that thing is that you are loved and valued and have purpose even when no one else can see it even if your circumstances seem bleak and life is difficult let's say you don't have money and you're struggling let's say you're even in like a shelter or um, you're sleeping on someone's couch and you're just going uh, how to house couch surfing and you think that that defines you because you're struggling no you were born with a purpose and with a value and what I'm trying to do is show you that you can understand that value no matter where you're at in life and that is how I live free my value my worth the beliefs about who I am cannot be shaken by any experience or struggle or even success. I am fully defined and valued already simply because I exist and because I know I am loved by God. Because God has said and proven that I am loved because I believe Jesus died for me, I know that I have a value that even if no one ever saw it, he proved to me that I was valuable. And he proved that to me um, 2,000 years ago. And I wouldn't exist if God didn't want me to exist. And so my belief systems where I've experienced that freedom and have not allowed other voices to define me or even events or circumstances is because I had the voice of God speaking into me and over my life. And so I'm here to offer his voice over you to say, no, you're not your trauma. You're not your abuse. You're not your past. You're not even your present. There are so many times when I have been sitting with God because I have a relationship with Jesus when I've been walking through the renewing of the mind and just asking myself, what are things that I'm believing that are hurting me? And one of those things that I've really struggled with over the years and I've found freedom from is believing that I'm um, not doing well enough and that I need to do more, that I need to try harder, that I need to be more productive, that I, it's just this weight on me to, to produce and to perform. And it's really driven in our society, right? Like you go to school and it's like, if you don't get an 80 to a 90 plus, you are not a good student and you must be stupid or maybe you're not trying hard enough, you need to try harder. And then when you get that good mark, you get affirmed. Or when you get that 
award, you get affirmed, or when you get that trophy or that win, right? It's very heavily based um, our affirmation on how well we do. And so that was me, right? I grew up heavily affirmed in those aspects of my life and then heavily like disregarded in other aspects of who I actually was. So I was affirmed academically, but I really struggled um, socially and emotionally. Like people didn't like my personality, they didn't like how bold I was, they didn't like how many questions I asked, and I, I was just too obnoxious, too much. But where I did find affirmation was in school um, and in being a model student, even though I was also a difficult student because, again, I didn't raise my hand. So it's quite interesting. But I had a, like a severe performance mentality where I just wanted to strive and try so hard for everything, but it caused me anxiety and it caused me so much stress and I couldn't rest in just being me and I had to learn to accept myself. But I remember sitting with God one time being aware of this, that I had that mind that I was like in that place and that I was really striving and I just felt him show me a newborn baby and I love the imagery like I said of a newborn because a newborn baby is fully a human they're fully going to grow into everything they're designed to be they will one day be able to do all these glorious things they will one day be able to love and talk and give and work and serve and learn right but right now they are helpless if any of you guys just had a baby recently or have kids, you know how helpless they are. Um, so you're like, yep, amen. They're literally this little blob that is kind of alien looking and <laughs> really young and um, literally can't even support its own neck. Yet the moment it comes out of the womb and you're holding your beloved child, you're in love and you will do anything for that baby and you are ready to serve it and change its diapers and swoon over it when it makes any cooing noise even though it can't talk you're so excited about this little baby and that is our value as humans and that's what god was showing me in that moment he's like julia think about how a newborn baby is loved by their parents immediately and the parents take delight in just serving and loving that baby and he showed me that's how i view you you are my my baby you're my daughter and i actually just take delight in the fact that you're mine and even when you don't do anything even when you're just sitting resting when you don't feel like you're producing anything or getting anywhere um, exceptional in life i just love you and love being being with you and love seeing you and knowing your personality and that wrecked me like I probably cried I cry every time I get a revelation like that of of God's love for me and realize my value as a human and um, just change some of my belief systems to the things that he shows me it just makes me want to weep because it soothes my soul. That's what we need. We don't need um, in our society right now. I don't need to just come on here and relate to you. I don't need to tell you all the things I'm suffering with and just say, hey, I understand you. We're in this together. That's not giving you an answer. And that's what you're going to find on social media, um, even in music right now, even in movies. It's a ton of just relatability. And that might make you feel good in a moment. Um, but in reality, it's not helping you. Uh, 
by looking at all of these people saying the same thing. We're all just kind of affirming that we're broken, but no one's offering any answers. And so just be aware too of the things you're consuming. Are you consuming content on social media and movies and music? Oh my goodness, be aware of the music you're listening to that's actually um, leading you into the answer or is it just kind of affirming where you're at? I think one of the most heartbreaking things is hearing the music right now of like the song that's like my anxiety I don't even know the songs I don't listen to it or there's one it's like um lay me down on a roses and I'll be in my own funeral and I'm pretty sure the song is about this girl killing herself and being like everyone's gonna say oh how did we know like we never knew she was always smiling all this stuff and uh it it literally made me weep like I'm pretty sure I yelled at the top of my lungs when I heard that song for the first time because it was just affirming this narrative of brokenness and it wasn't even offering an answer. It was actually glorifying suicide. And so please, please just listen and be attentive to what you're consuming because it's either, again, going to inspire you or it's going to affirm a false narrative and a false belief system that could ultimately lead to your life um, just experiencing things that you should never need to experience right like you shouldn't need to experience anxiety longer than than you've already been I I want to get you out of that I want to help you with that the best way that I can and this is how and so you to me just like God said I was to him you're that newborn right? God sees you that way. Maybe you don't know him. That's okay. He still sees you that way. And I'm here to be that encouragement to you that, that he sees you that way. I love it. It's like, um, <laughs> just, just being alive is proof that you're loved. It's the same idea as parents, right? When they choose to have a baby in marriage and, and out of love, they do it because they have so much love for each other, they want a child to love. They do it because they want to multiply that love. They want a baby. They want someone to love. They want to see themselves in a child. They want to give uh, the next 18 years of their life to, to making that baby a functional, living, breathing human that actually can survive and have a good life. That's only done out of love. Like, you don't want to have a baby for 18 years. Well, obviously, they become like a toddler and then an adolescent, and then a teenager, all this different stuff. But you don't want to give 18 years of your life to something if you don't love it. And just the same way that babies are produced in love from two people who care about each other and want to have an overflow of love is the same way we were created out of love. And so what I love to do is look at the imagery of the world around us to understand the mysteries of you and I and why we're here. And so one of those things, again, is being that child of God. He had so much love in his heart. I'm talking about Jesus. Had so much love in his heart and was so satisfied amongst himself. He's like, I just want to produce. I want to have kids. I want to lavish life on them. I want to love them. I want to, I want to give them the world, literally. And so you exist out of love, out of an overflow of love, to be loved, to know love, to experience the love of God. And maybe right now you're saying, I don't feel loved at all. 
because you're you're riddled with all of these things that's okay because you can experience that love and that's why i'm here to show you that the root of the renewing of the mind the root of your belief systems can actually be transferred from um, everyone else opinions rejections experiences uh, your current life circumstances it can be transferred from that to the love of a loving God that made you with a purpose and a plan and proved that he loved you so much that he would die for you. So it's just transitioning our beliefs from things that are fickle and hurt us and are causing us turmoil to things that are eternal and are proven and actually define that we are inherently loved and have a purpose. And that is the only way I know how to do it. And I only know that because of Jesus. So if you're like, ah, no, Jesus isn't for me. Well, that's okay. You can still listen in and, and be encouraged and feel loved and experience another perspective on good mental health that actually is um, a God view that you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind based on what God says about you. And um, even in the midst of that, like it's not all just a Christian view based on, let's say, what God says. It is, like I said, imagery in how we can look at nature, how we can look at our relationships, how we can look at the fundamental um, foundations of the earth even to understand fundamental truth. That's maybe one of my favorite things is looking at the way that the earth is formed and the way that we interact with it to understand that fundamental truths also exist because if there are fundamental truths in science, in um, chemistry, in mathematics, and those are just things that we've uncovered, we never invented them, we just discovered them, then there must also be fundamental truths in morality and ethics and in the value of a human. And I am firmly convinced of that. So I am here to give you my insight into those things over the next few podcasts and I am myself experiencing the renewing of the mind all the time. It's not just one and done. It is a process. It takes time. It takes years. It takes intentionality. So what I'm going to do is show you these things, but you have to be intentional to do them. You have to be intentional to sit down and process the things you've been believing. My mother-in-law loves to talk about the record player of the mind. Uh, that is the imagery she uses because she's very metaphoric and loves, um, just imagery that's attainable and for her she looked at it as like a record so our belief systems or the thoughts we have are like records playing in our mind and what can happen is we can just play those records on and on and on and never even change them we never even question them they're just so natural to us that they play like when you're in an elevator or in an office building and there's just always music playing that's like the record of the thoughts you have in your mind like the beliefs about you the beliefs about the world the beliefs about people they're just unquestioned but what we're asking you to do well what i'm asking you to do but i know don would agree is to change that record take off the old record look at the tracks you're listening to what the heck are you letting into your mind? What the heck are you allowing yourself to think about? What are the thoughts that you've been allowing to define you? And are you willing to change that track? Are you willing to change that record and to start looking for some better answers? 
And I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast or any podcast similar to this, that you are in that place where you're like, I want to change my life. I want to change the way I think. I want to have joy again. I want to have peace. I want to be free from this anxiety that is literally crippling me so much that I can't even be in social settings. Then good. I am so glad and I am here to help you. And as we continue this series of good mental health and tips and tricks and tools, um, you will be able to uh, experience some of that for yourself. Some things that you'll need practically over this time that I can encourage you to get or to start doing would be a pen and paper. It's really helpful to journal your thoughts because a lot of times if you have thoughts that you just keep in your head, you can never make them tangible. And then if you have one thought, it's really easy to think the next thought and the next thought. And before you know it, you're a thousand thoughts in and you don't even know what's true anymore. So if you can sit yourself down and when you're processing your thoughts or processing emotions or trying to um, maybe take some old beliefs and bring in some new beliefs, you need to write down what you're thinking. You need to write down what you're believing and then write down down the process of that belief like write down how did I get here why do I believe this about myself what happened to me when I was a kid did someone say something recently Um, is this because of the breakup is this because of the sickness I had any of that just write it down so that you can see it with your own eyes and that you can actually process it real time and um, for us who are verbal processors it's a way to like process without saying it out loud while still doing something technically verbal now writing is definitely harder to keep up with um, than speaking Speaking's way easier and you can wring off a lot of thoughts really fast, but writing does allow you to then look back at it and then go over it again in the future. Uh, Whereas yes, you can verbally process things and just kind of talk through the thoughts you're having, but the worst thing you can do when it comes to having good mental health is just keep everything inside your own thoughts. It's funny how when we start to say things out loud, we either start to realize how silly it is or we start to realize how much we actually believed it and it gives us more clarity on what has been um, happening inside our heads that maybe we just hadn't gotten a grasp on yet. It's really good, let's say when you're going into some form of a spiral or having a really emotional day or something's really triggering you, just sit down and write it out because then you can process how you got to that trigger or um, maybe have a bird's eye view of it as opposed to just letting that spiral continue. So that's a really practical tool, learning to process and write things down and not just um, being tossed back and forth by those thoughts or those things when they come, but taking a moment to breathe and process. Like I remember specifically, I'll give you an example, when I was uh, at home a few years ago during COVID, I had these plants and I lived in a house that didn't have a lot of light and I love light. It's so good for you to be in the sun and to have a bright apartment or house. Let me just say that. And these plants, because of that, were dying. And I just remember like going into my room and looking at this plant and I felt like I was going to have a panic attack. And I felt it. Like it was strong. And I sat there and I thought to myself, okay, 
first of all, calm down for a second. This is a lot. You need to like take a few breathers. Why are you freaking out? Why is this plant dying freak like causing you to have nearly a panic attack? And the answer was when I really just sat in it and thought about it was I felt like a failure and I felt like I couldn't keep the plant alive and that if it died that I had failed and I also needed to accept that it's okay if the plant dies. Like I didn't, I so deeply didn't want the plant to die because I wanted to keep the plant. And I had to tell myself rationally, Julia, it's okay if the plant dies, you can actually buy another plant and you're not a failure if the plant dies. You just have an apartment that doesn't have good light. And so that was kind of the climate of my heart in other areas of my life. It wasn't just because of the plant. The plant was just the trigger, but it was revealing something in my heart that I had a fear of failure that definitely applied in other areas of my life. But if you can pinpoint why that trigger is happening or why that, um, sorry, why that like panic attack or thing or spiral is going on, uh, whether it's from another uh, trigger in your life, right? Like, let's obviously the plant dying is not a big deal but other things in my life were kind of crazy then at least i can get a grasp on that situation and calm myself down and work through the problem and yes i was able to stop that attack and that feeling from happening and learned that okay i think i need to be a little bit more intentional with uh processing this part of my mind where i feel like a failure why do I feel like a failure? And then obviously that sent me into some heart work and I did deal with that. And I continually make steps to deal with that in my own life so that I don't live out of this fear that I'm a potential failure. And that is how I renew the mind. I find out what I'm believing. I question whether or not it's true and I figure out why I believed that thing and then I search for the answer of what is true and how I can rest in a truth that actually leads to abundance and peace and um, good mental health. So that is an insight into the journey we're gonna go on, basically an introduction with a few tips. And in the future, I'll go into specifics with relationships, with personal like self-view, how we view others, how we view the world, uh, and then just like tools along the way as I have explained. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I love teaching, I love sharing, so I hope it's it's done what I have hoped that it would do. Uh, just check back in next week for the next episode and definitely give me feedback if you're already liking what you're hearing or if you think this is relevant for someone else, please share it so that we can um, impact other people and do this together. You are beloved, you are valuable, you're worthy, and um, you have a bright future where you can be free from your mental health struggles. So have an amazing day, and I pray that you see the glory in the world around you.